here is singer-songwriter, broadcaster, audio-video artist, entertainment agent, and your host for the Dharmic Evolution. It's the master storyteller himself, James Kevin O'Connor. I always love listening to Susan open up the show like that. Thank you, Susan. And thank you guys for showing up on the Dharmic Evolution again for another fun-filled show with great music. Before we get into our guests today, I want to just remind you that my coaching program is open for you folks out there in need of coaching. And I know a lot of you out there listening to this are on the fence and have been thinking about this for a while. Just remember, the master coach of all time that I know, Tony Robbins, who I started uh, following probably 20 years ago, he has a coach. The highest performers in the world all have coaches. Tom Brady has coaches. Why shouldn't you? I've been getting coached off and on for the last like 20-something years, and it, it brings such value to your life and everything you do. So if you're thinking about it, I would welcome the opportunity to work with you. The four areas where I can be most beneficial to you are relationship coaching, spiritual coaching, life coaching, and of course, podcast coaching. If you are looking for life-changing results in any of these areas, simply email me james at dharmicevolution.com. I'll set up a 30-minute, no-cost, no-obligation Zoom call for you and I to vet this out and see if we are a good fit together because this is one-on-one coaching. It's not group coaching. Therefore, I can only handle a limited amount of people, and I hope it's you. So let's get down to the fun and the music. Sailor Dollar, my guests today, are an acoustic duo located in Tallahassee, Florida, The band members are Dale Dollar, who is the guitarist, and Lisa Saylor Dollar, who is on vocals and violin. They perform an eclectic mix of original music featuring guitar riffs with a 70s southern rock feel, Irish folk-style song structure, and lyrics inspired by Appalachian storytelling and love. We're about to have a fabulous chat today talking about Tallahassee, sinkholes, and swimming in them. Uh, We talked alternate tuning, including Dadgad and a whole bunch of others. The UPS man showed up with Dale's brand new 59 Magnatone amp. How Lisa went from symphony to bluegrass. You gotta hear her play the Orange Blossom special. Log Cabin with Chris Culpin, Indian Head Factory, Hiking, Great Parks, Swanee Fest, Buffalo and Phoenix, Ace Fraley, and classical guitar. It's all right here on the Dharmic Evolution, so get ready to take a ride, strap up your seatbelts, because we're going to Tallahassee, Florida to hang out with Sailor Dollar. Dale and Lisa, welcome to the Dharmic Evolution. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We really appreciate it. Yeah, thank you guys for coming on. Um, so Tallahassee, Florida is home for you guys, right? Yes, sir. And so I'm I'm regretting not being in Florida, and now you're telling me you're in the teens or something. Not yet. So this, what, weekend, what is going this weekend. This weekend is oh, right this now. Weekend. It's pretty nice outside. It's it's a beautiful day today. I don't know what the temperature yeah. is, but it's nice out there. I was uh, I had the pleasure of going down a couple of years ago, and I did kind of a tour all the way down. I drove from New Jersey to Miami, looped around, went up the West Coast, which I had never really explored, and really enjoyed you know, St. Pete's and all those areas, um, you know, Tampa, that whole thing. It's just such a different vibe it is. over there. Re- really enjoyed There's that. There's a different so, vibe from South Florida to North Florida too. I don't know. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so where do you guys spend most of your time uh, when you get out and do your uh, your performances? Is it just, um, you know, can you find enough places, kind of like where you guys are in Tallahassee, or do you travel about the state? Like, what do you what do you find is uh, most genuine as far as audience to you guys? Well, we we love a couple of places in town. We love the Blue Tavern. It's a it's a real nice, especially when we're just doing our, our two piece acoustic. It's a really nice room. It's a great listening room. People pay attention. Um, we love the warrior here with Chris Godwin. He's always been really good to local artists. Uh, and um, huge we, stage, huge, huge stage, stage, two, two, three stages. Yeah. He's got three stages. He's got one outdoor and two indoor stages. Just great sound system. Um, and and we don't really travel that much. Um, you know, we both we both have careers, and and this is this. I mean, we both love music. It, it's basically first love of our lives, and. Uh, we're never going to stop. That's basically what we do all the time. So it's mainly Tallahassee, but we would love to play, you know, some circuits, get out of town and play. You know, having um, a decent stage and a decent sound system, doesn't that make all the difference in the world? I mean, just sure. like you just feel so at home when you can hear yourself and uh, you got monitors and, yes. and, you know, just enhances your playing so much, you know, for sure. Uh, that That's awesome. So um, you guys are pretty prolific. Uh, as I understand, you 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 guys are you're quite the writers. You're really um, really dedicated to the craft and to the career. Um, so, want to ask you a little bit about your writing style. Like, what? How do you guys put your material together? I always find this fascinating. Like, because there's no two ways to do it. You know, everyone has a different system or a different approach. So, how do you guys um, have your songs come together? Definitely, you want to take us on these? Sure. Well, Dale uh, always has a guitar in his hand, and when there's a guitar in his hand, there are always <laughs> riffs coming out, and I mean they're gold. So we uh, we have taken to recording them with our phones just so that we don't lose material, and then um, we'll go back and listen. And uh, a lot of times I'll do the melody to go with it and and a lot of times the melody comes right off what he's already doing on guitar he's not a strummer it's it's <laughs> intricate guitar work so we take the melody off and then we talk about what we think the song should be about what we think about when we hear the riff mm -hmm. and then um we collaborate on the lyrics and the arrangement so we do and it not a strummer. I love that. He's a riffer, <laughs> Nothing not wrong a strummer. With strumming. Yeah. Nothing wrong with strummers. <laughs> we, we do it. It's a back and forth for us. It's, it's, it's really, it's wonderful. Um, she's like my muse. Like, you know, I've always played and played and played, but since me and Lisa have started writing together, I think we've been about three years. We've got about 70 originals, which is crazy amount. It's, I mean, I was always playing and writing, but she just, I don't know. It just makes it all come together with it when it's the two of us. Um, it, I don't know. There's something special about it to me. So where did we, how did we ever exist without the mighty iPhone uh, <laughs> re little recorder? Right. Um, right. I've had so many recorders, you know, in my past and I still have the, the little tiny, um, it's a boss and it's, it's a really small one. It does battery or, you know, and I filled that thing up so many times, but having the, um, the iPhone just, um, I find that, uh, my latest thing the last few years has been, I never try to write a whole song. It's just like, I just grab a piece of something and I just keep stacking up ideas, whether it's lyrics or riffs or whatever. 
And then when it's album time, it's like, all right, let me let me see what sticks and what sounds good, you know. Yeah. Um, but having that convenience is just amazing because you can be anywhere. I mean, you can just like be in your car and just whistle a you know a melody or <laughs> just you know recite a, a cool riff. Um, right. Eavesdropping is one of my favorite things. You guys ever try that? You go out and you start listening to people's <laughs> conversations, and uh, we, we definitely watch just, people. I don't know if listen to it's cool, though. Right. I mean, somebody will say they'll be in deep conversation. They'll say the most remarkable thing, and they won't even know it. And I'll go, "Wow, did I hear what they just said?" And I'll write it down. That's <laughs> awesome. We'll and lift, try that. And lift <laughs> we'll try that for sure. Yeah, yeah I love the. Yeah, I, I picked that up at a music conference somebody taught me that's so, you know this grammy award-winning songwriter wow. he says he goes i eavesdrop all the time i said that is a very cool okay, idea well, we're gonna steal that too <laughs> <laughs> yeah you idea. should you should definitely do it definitely. yeah so so three years you said you guys have been collaborating mm -hmm. right around there. and where were you on your did you meet three years ago or had you known each other before that well lisa tells us tell the story she tells it well. lisa come on come clean lisa so, what's the story um, on this a little more than five years ago we we had a mutual friend and uh his sister was having a birthday and so he wanted to put together sort of a a pickup band to play cover tunes for for the birthday party so um we met that way he happened to be my boss and her friend yeah so <laughs> um <laughs> so we immediately like we were in awe of each other's abilities i guess and when we played together and we said we want to play together some more but we had this little rehearsal where we started playing together <laughs> and i misunderstood a joke that dale made and i was like oh well no i'm a, i'm good i'm not doing this anymore <laughs> so, <laughs> so we didn't we didn't play together or even talk very much for like two years and then um i saw him uh post a video on on uh, facebook it's really cool riff and i was like why am I not playing with this guy? Because of a joke? Come on, Lisa. So so I texted him, what are we jamming? And he's like, I don't want to just jam. I want to make a band. And I'm like, I'm in. So that's how that's how it went. That's our story. So it wasn't uh, quite G major at first sight, but at second yeah. sight. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. Love it, G major. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So you guys didn't even know you had had this going on. It was probably there, but it just needed a little bit of time to, uh, you know, to formulate before it was. Uh, yeah, it we were was playing all covers for, for that for that party, so yeah. it was a little, uh -huh. little different than you know what we do now. But uh, it was fun. But remember, you were sending me a few ideas, recordings on the uh, by text. He would send me some ideas of a melody or something, and say, "What do you think about this?" And so, um, yep. <laughs> Very good. I like that story a lot. And and just for folks out there who are wondering uh, what is um, Sailor Dollar all about, we want to just, uh, you know, give you guys a little taste by uh, checking this out. It's called Colored Water Sunshine. Here we go. Trees. Please 
very good. So how, where did this one come from? Where, what's the story behind this? And how did this one come to, uh, to get out on that album? When I was, when I, <laughs> back, way back, I was, I worked, I worked at a law firm as a runner. And one of the lawyers said, hey, I got, I got a band name for you, Colored Water Sunshine. And I always loved it. I never used it. Always loved the vision that it gave you, you know, like a like a lake with a with, with a sun reflection and then all the colors on it. So always, always loved that vision. And uh, so I want I wanted to write a song with it, especially since we were writing so much. I was like, the, check this out. It, it was it was in contention to be the name of our band. Um, didn't make it, but we wrote a song with that with that name because just like you said, I love the name and. Um, the riff is just, you know, it's kind of like a homage to like some of my favorite bands, uh, Almond Brothers, Leonard Skinner and stuff, just be that Southern rock type thing, Tedeschi Trucks. And uh, it's it, it's really what I try to convey with that one, with all the riffs. It's it's just, I don't know. I love the song and I love her lyrics. They're so, they just, they, they really, it, it's very much Tallahassee you know, those riffs yeah. with the water yeah. and, and the rope swings and, you know, cause we have sinkholes. Yeah, and- that's what I thought of when I was doing the lyrics. Mm-hmm. Um, we have, yeah, Leon sinks, several sink, sinks in the area mm-hmm. um, that are just beautiful. I mean, the most vivid blue um, and uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> and That's okay. That's okay. Interruptions are welcome. That's okay. That's okay. And, uh, you know, people go there and they jump off the rope swing and spend the day. And it's just, it's something that I hadn't seen before I moved to this area. It seems to be um, something really special about this area. So uh, yeah. that's I what grew, inspired so when you I grew say, up doing it. Like we used to go there in high school and party a little bit. So, so when you say sinks, are these like sinkholes? Mm-hmm. Yeah, with like, water. Oh, so they just... Yeah, just they're just filled with water mm-hmm. and very so cool. beautiful and they blue. Yeah, I didn't know you had them in Tallahassee. Wow, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Right, right outside. I thought of you had to go like, like towards uh, Wakala or Woodville. There, there, there. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so, what's the experience like? Can you like can you scuba dive down in there? Is there just a swimming hole? Type oh, people thing? do like, scuba is- dive for sure. Uh, my cousin, he scuba dived there, dove there before, and uh, people do it all the time. See so what they can find, you know. And, uh, but it's mainly swimming and, and just having fun. Like we, we just go there and party when I was in high school. It was, it was, it's turned into more of a park now, but back then it wasn't like that, you know, it was just, yeah you know, woods. And you, if you knew where they were, you'd go out there and hang out. It was a lot of fun. Um, but so the lyrics, I don't know. They just, they just hit it for Tallahassee for me, at least growing up here. I love them. <clears throat> yeah. Another reason to go to Tallahassee. That's cool. It's on my list now, big time. Ooh. Hey, I want to ask you guys about you are fans of alternate tuning, oh, yeah. which is a, a favorite of mine for years now. And um, I think just, you know, for folks out there who are musician friends who listen to the show, um, I always say this. If you are getting stuck, man, try some alternate tuning because it, it's almost like. You pick up the guitar and you go, now what? I don't, I don't know how to play anything now. And that's a great that's place sure. to be. It. Yeah, it's like, it's like well, I got to go reimagine every chord I create now and see, see what really comes up. But um, any special um, faves that you like open E, drop D, open C, like anything that you guys like really resonate or you're just all over the place like Joni Mitchell with her 52 tunings. <laughs> Uh, was the last last to date. She actually had. Yeah, no, that's a lot. Tunings. I thought I used a lot. That's a lot. Wow. Yeah, 
Yeah, that was crazy. We have a lot of stuff in G that I love. And then what's the FAC? FAC GCD. Yeah, we, I love that one. Mm -hmm. And that just came out. I, I like got this acoustic guitar magazine and I'm just looking at it. And there's a song and I can't even remember who it was by. And then that tune, I was like, huh, I'm going to try that out. And I took my bourgeois uh, acoustic and tuned it to that. And that's Pandora's box. Um, what else? Um, ah, the Road. No, the down is dad gad oh dad gad yeah. Hey, yeah yeah so yeah on our new album there's four songs in that tuning and i just kind of happened upon it's a really weird tuning but really fun you know dad gad's one of my favorites lisa how does that impact you um you know when dale is tuned to a dad gad or an open e or whatever um do you have to do anything on the violin the fiddle to uh accommodate that or it doesn't really matter no i just uh yeah just try to hear it you hear stay in your standard tuning mm -hmm. she's a wizard yeah I'm, she's a wizard because i had um that's that's awesome because i had um several experiences when i when i recorded on, on music row quite a bit in the last um five or six years and i would bring some of the songs i would write the demos i would demo them in the you know drop tuning different tuning and present it to the musicians that way but that doesn't mean they had to do anything special with their tuning. It's just right. like interpretation. Right. And sometimes we just burn my track away or maybe use it, um, you know, as as a little little anchor or base. But um, I, I think it just opens up so many so many more possibilities. You it know? does. I love it. It it really so, it really does. It, it helps me. Right. Like you said, like get a little stuck. Well, I just tuned this and I'm trying to figure out things. And and it's it's like all by ear. I don't really figure out chords. I just kind of you know, what sounds good. And I'll, and I'll be like, Oh, there we go. And I'll fiddle around and try to make something work with it. You know, so it makes her such interesting. Yeah. It does. It does. It really does that, that modal, you know, that, that droning sometimes is so cool. I find that doing it live is a little tough because, um, I used to save up, all right, I'm going to play, play the set until I get to the dad gad stuff later. Cause I could flip the dad cat very quickly, you know, like after you do it enough times, you get fast at it, but then open C, forget it. It's like, because it's so radical, it's so different and drop down that it's like, oh, I'm toning here for like three minutes to like get the guitar <laughs> yeah. like back. Cause the neck is like unforgiving. It's like, nah, that's too much for me. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. That kind of plays into my uh, buying guitar addiction. So yeah, I just bring a different guitar for every tuning when we play live music. Yeah. I, it's the way to yeah, do it. It's good like to you have said, it. Wait, it's just a way for it to settle. People are like, you know, but you lose them. You, do. you lose them after like 10 seconds. If you're, if you're <laughs> right. any more than that, you're, right. if you're not on a good story, they're out, you know, if they're at the bar, they're like checking their, their, their email or yeah. whatever. <laughs> so yeah, I'll bring, yeah, I'll bring a few, especially when we do acoustics, I'll bring a bunch of guitars. When we play electric stuff, it's usually uh, standard drop D and G for, for the full rock yeah. band. That's usually what we stay in. Um, we could bring some of the other songs we just haven't, especially some of the dad gad stuff would be a lot of fun, but, um, we just haven't brought that to the band yet. Yeah. Do you want to talk, um, gear for a little bit since, uh, I love talking gear with guitar players. Um, and Lisa, you can, you can chime in too, if, um, if there's things that you want to talk about, but, uh, but like, how do you guys, when you go out, um, just the two of you, is it strictly acoustic? on those it is uh well she'll bring an electric yeah. keyboard a chord and, oh, okay and, and for some songs she'll you know play that but but and for the most part yes and if it's cold i bring my electric fiddle i have a five string um bridge violin okay 
I'll I'll take that instead of Fred. my violin, Fred. <laughs> she was about to say Fred. That's that's the name of her violin. <laughs> oh, is it Fred? Yeah. <laughs> so so tell me about that particular five string violin. Is it is it just more resilient with tuning and temperature? Is that why you would use that? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because of the materials that it's that it's made of. Now this this could not have been planned any better. Speaking of gear, right now the the UPS man just pulled in front of our house. <laughs> he's bringing me he's bringing me a magnetone, a fifty nine magnetone, um, and I'm gonna have to sign for it. So I'm gonna have to stand. Oh yeah, no, let him come in. No, let him come in. I've so he's not letting. I was hoping you know. he'd get here before. before yeah, the show. I've had do- I've had doctors on the show show up, and you know paramedics, <laughs> oh, wow. and wh- whatever happens is good. <laughs> okay, so, cool. But yeah. I mean, it's perfect segue because of gear. I love magnetone amps. So um, I have a twilighter yeah. and this is a little more dirt, you know, in this amp, the uh, 59 MK1 is the so, old one. So what, so what does he bring it to? Is it an amp or is it a, is a guitar? It's a, it's an amp. It's a magnetone amp head. Great. Oh, amp gotcha. Magnetone. Okay. I'll be right back. Yeah. Okay, cool. So Lisa, it's you and I <laughs> until he comes back. So. All right, so tell me about you and your vocals, because you have a really, really strong, powerful voice. Um, who were you listening to, like when you first, before you started singing, before you knew you were a singer, you were listening to somebody that really caught your attention, I imagine. So who would that be? Well, um, I grew up in church singing gospel music. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, I'm not surprised because of the power of your voice. Oh, that's what I was listening to um, as a kid, you know, lots and lots of, of gospel. So, yeah, and strangely, um, I, I was a backup singer uh, for my mom. We had a, a gospel band that toured around. And so I never saw myself as a lead singer ever. Oh and I mean, and I was shy about it too. If I wasn't singing backup, then I wasn't going to sing. And uh, so, so, speaking of shy, Dale, don't be shy. Get a little closer <laughs> to your to your sweetheart there. So we got you. There we go. That's better. So, so you didn't think you were, but, but why? What was the reason that you had reticence to be a lead singer? Was there something in you that said, "I just can't do this," or were you intimidated by your mom? Uh, I, what was the thing? I, about it was that? just her job, so I had never done it, and it just didn't occur to me, you know, that that I would be a lead singer. And uh, so, and I played in the symphony for years, and then when I moved here to Tallahassee, uh, I joined a bluegrass band. <laughs> Wow, that's a stretch, huh? What a switch there. <laughs> yeah. So when you when you said you played in a symphony with violin, yes. is that what your instrument? Was? Okay, okay. So then you went to bluegrass, and was that like, was that like just so freeing, and you were able to like really connect your to your soul that way? Yes, because I could like rather than improvise, I could improvise. Yeah, because the symphony's kind of buttoned up, you know. It's like I can't get out of this box. Like a cover band, but you're playing yeah. cover tunes from you know. <laughs> centuries and centuries back right so, um, and i love yeah. that music but i yeah, i definitely. love the freedom of being able to just make it up as i go and play what i feel and uh those guys encouraged me to sing lead and um that's the band i was in when dale and i met and so then now now i just love being able to write with dale have our own stuff and not have to sing anybody else's Stuff. And you can rip. Now. <laughs> Thank you. you can always rip. I'm sure right. the, it is cool that they were they were a great bluegrass band. But again, it was mainly covers. I think there was a couple yeah. of originals there. Um, yeah. 
but it yeah. was mainly covers but they were they were good and she she ripped they played orange blossom special and she <laughs> it, she the whole place would stand up when she does that one i don't know if you're familiar with that tune but if not look it up it's yes fiddle 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 and it's awesome so i think we need to add yeah. it to our to our set we're thinking about that because <laughs> she just rips it brings everybody to their uh to their feet and people will be dancing doing their, doing their thing <laughs> What are your favorite um, nights to gig? Is it any night? Well, because you, you guys have other careers too, so it's a little tough, but um, Saturday night, best night, Friday night? Like, what's your favorite night to gig? The, the weekend. Yeah, yeah, Friday and Saturday. Yeah. Friday and Saturday. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I wish we could just do it full time. You know? <laughs> right. Well, Dr. Gene's working on that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I so, so let me let me ask you about your process for getting ready for when you're going to do a record, or do you, do you approach your original music like, hey, we're getting ready to do a record, or does it just come song by song and you say, let's just cut this because we feel strong about it? How do you guys approach it. it as far as project? Just cut, cut it. it. Most of it's live. Most of the guitar, I mean, there's some there's some you know double takes, but I mainly do it in one take. And the way we've done the acoustic stuff is she'll be in an isolation room and I'll get her to sing with me while I do the guitar all the way through. And then she'll do the vocals. So, and that's, I like that. It just keeps me, I know where I'm at in the piece. And, and I, I like that raw, just here it is. And this is what we sound like, you know, it's not a bunch of overdub and stuff. And not, not a bunch of punching in and all that. Yeah. We just like to do it. You know, yeah. and that's cool. <laughs> that's just, I guess, yeah. the snob in me, the music snob in me. I want my, I just want to do it. Like, I want that challenge to get it right. You know, I don't. Yeah. It's old school stuff. I just, that's just the way I play, and, and it's, it's not the right way or the wrong way. It's just the way I like to do it. You know, so. And with a band, we, well, uh, with the band, we. Uh, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, it's your show. I'm sorry. We. Like, I was isolated in in an isolation room. She was isolated in an isolated room, and then the drums and the bass were in a room together. And most of that stuff is just one take all the way through. Even some of those leads are just one take without ever doing that. I think there's about three where I I did come back and do the leads again because you know I wasn't satisfied with them. But a lot of those are just straight through. So yeah. that's cool. I like doing that. Um, that's just my process. I saw you guys do a, um, I just witnessed the video you did today. Um, I saw it on there. You were outside. You were playing acoustic. And Lisa, of course, you were playing the fiddle, but you were doing mostly vocals. And then you came in for the solo. You were outside. Something was really, really well done, but it looked like it was all, you know, flowing one take. You know, really great sound. It came out awesome. Yeah. Is it Decoration Day? I think I can't remember the title. Outside, it was, it was, that was at the, we did that at the Indian Mounds. Well, there we. Yeah, you were on a park bench, I think. Looked like you were playing been, Dale. That could have been uptown. At, that could have been the. Oh. You know, that could have been any of the live things. Oh. We have we have a buddy, Gene, uh, Kachkanowski. It's a mouthful, and he does a lot of our video for us. And he's just a sweet guy. We love him to death, and we almost consider him. He's like part of the team because he he videos us a lot and helps us with our videography stuff a lot. So he's really appreciated, nice. and 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 we love Gene. You get great sound um, out of what you guys do. Tell me your recording process. Um, what kind of what kind of gear to use? What kind of rig? You doing Pro Tools, or how do you? How do you put your music together? That would be on our engineers, but I think both of them did use Pro Tools, if I'm not mistaken. Okay. Um, so we had uh, Indian Head Factory, 
is both of our acoustic albums. And then Log Cabin is the full band. Uh, both the engineers are, are just wonderful, wonderful. Chris Culp is at Log Cabin Studios and he just does a wonderful job. He, he just he just got what we were trying to do from, from the get-go and it was amazing. Because yeah, it just flowed really nicely there. Makes such a difference when people really understand your sound and what you're trying to accomplish, you know. It does. Um I, I think having like a good engineer is is just as good as a good producer. You know, sometimes it's good to have both, but at least, you know, getting the sounds that you want is so important. Right. And, yeah. And he was good and and, and um I mean, it was, yeah, he was just good. He would he listened to me, I'd be like, Hey, let's, you know, can can we throw a little a little light fuzz on that, you know, because the rig I played through was a Comet K sixty best amp in the world hands down to me um that's that's my recording amp i don't really take it out to gigs i love it um and you know ken fisher had a lot to do with designing it and stuff but anyways oh the, wow legend yeah, yeah yeah so it's just that amp with different volume levels which gets you more or less dirt so any of the effects were, were usually done post you know that amp, it just sounds yeah. so good um and you can really hear the differences like from NTU to goodbye, that's the same amp, just adjusting the volume. And I mean, they, I mean, it's different guitars now. One's a Strat, and which is NTU, and the other is is a guitar with humbuckers made by our bassist, um, David Shrink. So, um, but you it's just totally different sounds, and it's it's a great amp. Yeah. How do you guys manage to um, split your time between full band and um, you guys just going out? you know, like the two of you, like, do you try to always get full band or is it just some gigs make more sense yes. Um, yes. to just go in, you know? Yeah. And if we're like, Hey, we could sure use some extra money. We'll <laughs> book the two of yeah. us. Uh, it, it, it's yeah. funny, but um, it's just, sometimes it's easier just to book the two of us. Cause we're always available. We, we you know, and we're, we're, you know, attached at the hips. So. We are. I mean, everything <laughs> we do, we do together. So, um, can't you guys can't you guys book like opening for yourselves and then have two we could and one? <laughs> we, we could we could do that we could um so um but we like to play with with our guys you know they're amazing and, and we love playing with them um i but i do love just when we do acoustic shows too i love playing the acoustic you know yeah such different um environments you know like you know sound and everything else but you never know i mean some of the best gigs are like having the silences in there you know it's it's like kind of cool for sure hey how about we give everybody uh, another taste and this one is called goodbye <laughs> Try to embrace It's only you 
rocking on that one. So what is the uh, metaphor behind this one? Somebody had a personal experience with this, I suspect. <laughs> These are her lyrics. And I, and I thought it was you, Lisa. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's the first song that we wrote together. It is. Is it really? Okay. That was the, that was the riff I heard on Facebook. Mm-hmm. It was. So now, <clears throat> were you talking about in this song... Were you suggesting that your first experience with Dale didn't go that well? Oh, no. Kind of going <laughs> back to that, no, or like I, I was trying to figure it out. What's going on? I here? <laughs> I was writing about narcissists. Okay, yeah. I got that. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so many people I know had experienced, you know, this, you know, narcissism thing, and I was like, you know, goodbye to that. That's yeah. Not, what I want to be. Did you, did you find it was people in music doing, you know, that you, you were, you were like thinking about, or just people in general in in all kinds of walks of life? Yeah. Just, uh, well, I had had an experience with a narcissist and then, you know, as I dealt with other friends and people and saw people posting on Facebook, you know, there was all this stuff about narcissism, you know, when I was coming up with, with lyric ideas and I'm like, you know, I think this is something that maybe a lot of people have dealt with and maybe they can identify with, you know, that, that situation. And it just felt really liberating to be like, goodbye. <laughs> I, I think we've all, yeah, I think we've all experienced that. And, and especially like in this business, um, you know, you meet them all, you meet all kinds of people. And, you know, when I first went to Nashville, I was totally shocked at, um, um, you know, I've always liked the South for a reason. You know, the first time I went down to Tennessee, I think it was 17, and I didn't go back for many years. But w- the first time I got a chance to play on Music Row or to to record, I was so taken aback by the level of talent that I was working with was like just mind-boggling. And all of these people were playing with major stars. I mean, touring with them in the studio. And these guys were humble as church mice. I mean, they were just such gentlemen and just so kind and like unassuming and respectful. And it got to be, by the time I did my third album, it was like a family. And it was like, you know, the level of the production kept going up and up as we got to know each other. But I think... Uh, my producer used to say, uh, I, I want to put a sign over that door, say, leave your ego at the door. You know, she doesn't allow like anybody with egos in her studio. And it was it was just like that, you know, and I think um, I think the best players are that way. They do leave their ego at the door because they know there's always something else to learn. Definitely. You know, you can always get better. And, you know, it just makes the music better, too. Definitely. I'm always practicing, looking for I, I, I do my true fire. I like do some of their courses. I'm all always trying to learn something new. I love it. Yeah. And um, so what do you guys like to do for fun? Like when you're not like, you're not working, you're not plugged into music. Well, I know the music is fun. You, you, you have, that's such a joy. I get that from the both of you. But if you need to chill and unwind, like what do you guys like to do to just get away from it and take a break for a few minutes? Well, we like to go to concerts, other people's concerts. Yeah, we're yeah. pretty much um, music almost all the time. Like but we do like to hike, too. Yeah, we like to hike a we little like bit. We like to hike. Tallahassee has yeah. a great uh, parks situation. I mean, just wonderful nature trails and bike trails. We don't bike. I don't bike because I'm klutz. But we like to hike them. So. 
You got everything down there. You got these pools. You got sinkholes. You got hiking. You got Governor DeSantis. I mean, I'm coming down there. I got to move to Florida. I mean, the beach isn't far either. This is crazy. We can get to the beach pretty quick. I know. You're close. I know. I was checking out the map. You know, when I have people on my show, I always look at where they're from. And I'm just crazy about maps. And I just want want to know where everything is. You know, where the sinkholes where the bars, where the churches, <laughs> where the jails, because I because I actually do a prison ministry, so oh. I gotta know where to play. We have a prison here in town. It's a it's a female prison, I believe. I drive uh, by it every day. Yeah, we drive work. by it when we go to work. <laughs> <laughs> I play for females too, males, females, whatever. You know everything. That's wonderful. <laughs> that is wonderful. Yeah. So um. So what is um. What is going to the outlook for you guys as far as once you turn this into a real thing, like not a real thing, um, like you advance it a little bit further than you're doing now to to get out of just local, but do like, you know, territorial, do like regional and then maybe state to state. Like where are the best venues for your kind of music? Because you guys are very eclectic Mm -hmm. and very different. You have a completely different sound. Thank you. We we try for that. Um, I think maybe, you know, some, some of the festivals I think would probably be pretty good for us. Um, Cause they have, you know, I, I think we could do like some of the Americana type festivals and, and even almost some of the bluegrass stuff. If we're just doing acoustic. Some of our, yes. some of our stuff yeah. reaches into that, but you know, I wouldn't consider us purist by any means, but um, any stretch of the word, but um, I, I, I think if we, you know, to me making it for me would be playing like swanee fest i'd be so happy and this is right down the road and, and you know that's you know the almond brothers used to play there all the time and government what is it swanee fest swanee fest yes sir and i mean you know just something like that would be making it to me i would just love to play a festival like that um so that that's kind of where i see us um you know i i, yeah, I doubt I we'll mean, ever I be world you touring guys. or just touring by ourselves maybe Right. Maybe not, but I doubt it very seriously. But just being able to play some of the festivals that are around would just be amazing for us. I I definitely hear you like being be, such crossover potential with like you said Americana, country, and bluegrass. Those three you could you could easily go into any one of those camps and people would love it. You know, and with that you know that those three you wouldn't need anymore. Right. I mean you're not you're not pop and you're not rock and you're any none of that stuff. So. Um, um, and there's enough places out there that would welcome your music, I'm sure. You know, that is really great. Um, festivals, nothing like it, right? Um, how about South by Southwest? Have you guys ever experienced um, that journey out there? Yeah. yeah, my son talked to me about it. He lives out there, and he's a singer-songwriter, and he said, ah, it's, he goes, it's nothing like I thought it would be. He goes, they just take the whole town, and everything is, you know, everybody just plays, like just business as usual. I mean, there's... You know, there's some special events, but the way he said it, it's just like, I don't know, there's music at Walmart today. What, what that sounds you know, great. <laughs> that sounds like our kind of place. I know. It's like everywhere you go, you, there's just a band playing, you know, like in every, you know, in the hardware store, you know, there's bands playing <laughs> cool. everywhere. So, <laughs> yeah. Oh, so um, I, I'm just trying to think of um, other places that would be really hot for you guys. I'd love to play in Colorado. I think I think we'd do pretty good if we could get some gigs in Colorado. Seems like our, yeah. our people out there, um, you know. Uh, they seem to like yeah, us in Phoenix. In Buffalo, like on our Spotify, we're looking at our stats. Buffalo and Phoenix seem to like us. Yeah. 
Really? Yeah. That's so different. Buffalo weird, and right? Phoenix. Yeah. <laughs> so I and I don't know why, but that that they yeah, seem to like us. We get a lot, lots of listeners from there. We do. <laughs> who who cares? Who cares why? As long as they do, let's just, just keep them coming. Yeah. Um, sure, we, Dale, I wanted to ask you about who you were um when you were coming up as a guitarist. Like you had mentioned you you were a heavy metal guy. I was. At some yeah, point. I, I so still love metal. I, I, and you still yeah, I mean once you listen to you know, the Black Album by ACDC and like uh, Metallica and like, you know, all those all those great records. I mean, it's hard to get that out of your system. I mean, I was listening to that stuff as a kid and just, I still love it, you know, to this day. But um, how did you, first of all, like who were the people that you were listening to like as you became a guitar player? Did you start real young? Pretty young, 12-ish, you know. She started younger, yeah. but you know, 12-ish. Um, Okay, so I guess the first guitarist that, that made me fall in love with guitars has got to be Ace Freely from Kiss. My cousins okay. listened to Kiss, and I thought they were cool, Trey and Lisa. So I listened to Kiss, and and of course, you know, fell in love with the rock and roll stuff. But coming up, man, I loved, you know, when I started, Hendrix loved Randy Rhodes is why I really wanted to start playing guitar. Loved Judas Priest, ACDC, Iron Maiden. You know, this is stuff when I was in middle school that I just just love now i couldn't play that well yeah. then i was just starting it in but man i loved it you know and the whole the whole hair metal thing you know i went through all that because that that's coming into my ear and then when i got to high school that's when it started to become the metallica and slayer and such and i got heavier and heavier and um you know you know probably the reason i pick up the guitar is randy rose if you know okay you know that's that guy yeah. blew me away so so bigger and bigger stacks through the years, yes. and, and now they're getting smaller. Less and <laughs> less and less tolerance from uh, from mom and dad. I'm sure you know, yeah. like. <laughs> True. But yeah, now they're getting smaller. Now I want the smallest combo in the world to take with me, and I'm happy. Um, it's funny. Yeah. <laughs> have you tried the Spark Amp? I have not. That is really cool. I picked it up, I think, a year and a half ago, and it's like, you know, it's literally like this big. In a, in a case and you can you can run all the, the stuff through your phone oh like you know all the eqs and different settings mm -hmm. and everything it's really it's it's a little too much technology for me right. but it's got a great sound and and you can dial in pretty much anything you want on it and it's just small and, and easy you know you can even plug into another i did use a kemper one something. time which was very light and i yeah a bunch of different sounds it was it was fun it's nice to have these like that you can take somewhere like, you know, and just park it in a hotel room if you have to be somewhere, you know, it's really good to have that along. You can't cart your, uh, you know, your stack with you everywhere. So, <laughs> you know, <laughs> you sure can. Yeah. Yeah. So um, it, as you started to play and got more and more into it, what period did you decide, hmm, I want to try something different? Was it meeting Lisa is how that, how that whole thing happened? Well, <laughs> When I did meet Lisa, I was in a band, uh, a death metal band, literally. Oh, okay. But, <laughs> but you know, my band in the in the nineties was like Liquid Echo, and and we played. Uh, it was it was more jam band type stuff. I mean, I've always I've been I'm an eclectic listener. Uh, you know, I, I was a classical guitarist at FSU for a while, and so I mean, you know, I love music. Um, so I wouldn't say that she made me changed like what i wanted to play but she did make me change what i wanted to play like i've always listened to everything and she's definitely a muse for me you know um 
definitely she's she's my main inspiration now for sure like i'm always like i wonder what lisa will think about this i wonder what lisa will do with this you know will lisa like this so she's definitely my muse <laughs> now and and she and i think she she's made me grow as a musician for sure so that's great oh, yeah. because she's you know, amazing music I mean, is... she, she's a teacher and uh and she teaches strings and she's she's just amazing yeah so she's been a big when you say when you say you teach strings lisa what what does that mean strings meaning um well for my whole career i taught string orchestra classes so violin viola oh bass. gotcha now i teach okay. elementary school and i do violin only classes uh-huh yeah great that's awesome well you know it was uh destined for you guys to meet but i think I think that journey is one of the wonderful things about music is it's like endless. I mean, you can you can just I mean, we could go lifetime after lifetime and never see the end of those 12 notes and like I what agree. you can do with it and what style and what how many songs you can create and feels and vibes. Nice. And it's like it's just so wonderful to have. uh you know, God God was the master creator, but he gave that gift to all of us to be able to create. There's nothing nothing more powerful, I think, than I that. I just got the chills. Did yeah. you get the chills? Yes. <laughs> gave us goosebumps. See, that's that's the Holy Spirit coming in. So um, listen, as we're wrapping up, I mean, do you guys, would you guys like to um, share anything with all of the people that are listening to this show as a goodbye, any kind of wisdom you'd like to impart especially to the, uh, the, the younger ones who are up and coming, who are trying to figure out, you know, how to go about this. How do, how do I get out there? How do I play? How do I, you know, so anything you'd like to say just um, before we say our goodbyes. Well, flip a coin. Yeah, I'll start and then she can finish. Uh, my, my advice okay, to anybody cool. that, that's, that's wanting to do music is to just play and enjoy it because it, even if, if nobody likes what you're doing, but you like what you're doing, I think you should just play and enjoy the music. Cause as we talked earlier, there's so much ego in this business. And as long as you love what you're doing and you believe in what you're doing, I say, just play. It doesn't matter if anybody likes it, as long as it, it likes you like it. And if you inspire just one person to, to play, I mean, it makes it all worth it. So that's me. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Just uh, don't doubt yourself. Second guess yourself. Everybody has their own thing. You know, God gave us all different talents and different gifts. So use yours and don't compare that to anybody else's. Yeah. That's a good one. Don't compare. Amen. Amen. Wise, wise counsel. Yes, indeed. Um, listen, Dale. Lisa, thank you so much for being a thank part of the Dharmic Evolution. Us. Really, yeah, we really appreciate you. you you coming by today. It was it was a pleasure, and you know, I was really happy to meet you guys and get to know about you and your music. And I just want to uh, part by wishing all of God's blessings on you, your music, and your family moving forward. Thank you, you, so you as, much. Well, as well. Thank you so much for having us. That was really, really fun for me. I hope you guys will support Sailor Dollar. Check out the show notes. All the links about them are in there. Forward this to a friend who really needs this interview. That's a wrap for me today. I'm your host for the Dharmic Evolution, James Kevin O'Connor. So until the next time when we meet again, I'll either see you on the socials or I'll see you from the stage. Ride on, ride on, baby, won't you take a ride with me? Untangle all the mystery. If 